you know, uh, we had a meeting on Thursday and uh, we mentioned about prayer, uh, about Mike, and we said, you know, it's like when Peter was out of prison, wasn't he, Tommy? We, we mentioned it a few weeks in, in the in past where Peter was out of prison when he went and banged on the door. You know, they didn't believe um, that God could work in it. And we said the same with Mike, you know, we prayed, but then, you know, when these things happened, you think, oh, yeah, it wasn't that good, you know, the doctors didn't have to do this, they didn't have to do that. But, you know, it is because of God, isn't it? You know, we prayed and God answered the prayers. And so for those that have come out this morning and been prayed for, then, you know, accept that God has worked in it, you know. Don't sort of say, oh, well, I went out for prayer and, yeah, okay. Accept that God has done it in your body. He's done it in your life, you know. If you needed reassurance about things, God will do it. Uh, you know, you've asked him, and he's promised that if we ask in his name, he will do what we've asked, haven't he? So, if nothing else, take that with you this morning. <coughs> Brought my Bible up. I don't know why, because I'm not going to uh, read from it, I don't think. But you never know. I'm not going to keep you long this morning, um, which you'll be pleased to know. And uh, i just got a few thoughts that uh, I hope will encourage us speak to us and uh, take us forward in him. <clears throat> uh, a couple of weeks ago, yeah, a couple of weeks, three weeks, I don't know, a few weeks ago, Ben spoke to us about hands. I don't know whether you remember that, about what we do with our hands and how our hands work. Um, and then the following week, Natalie spoke about singing, our voices. And uh, when Ben was saying it, speaking, he said, uh, you know, if you, if you pick a body part, and you've, you've got a ready-made sermon, haven't you? <laughs> so I've took him at his word. And uh, this morning, I'm going to continue uh, on that theme with another part of our anatomy. So you've got Ben to blame. Uh, if I ask you, where is the malleus? the incus and the stapes in your body, do you know where I'd be talking about? Hey? <laughs> yeah, you're here. Normally we, uh, we, we talk about the, the hammer and the anvil and the stirrup, aren't we? And these are all tiny little bony parts that are in our inner ear, which enable our sense of hearing in us. And... Uh, our hearing is incredibly sensitive, isn't it? Especially when we're, we're younger. Uh, as we get older, and uh, as we get married, sometimes our hearing gets poorer, doesn't it? Especially when we're listening to the wife or the husband for instructions. But normally our, our hearing is, is quite good, isn't it? You know, it's quite sensitive. And... Uh, it's a good part, a good sense in our, in our bodies. Do you remember when, yeah, most of you are old enough, remember when, uh, when watches were totally mechanical and, uh, you know, you used to wind them up instead of putting batteries in. And uh, if you wanted to see whether it was working or not, after you'd wound it up, you'd, you'd hold it up to your ear, wouldn't you? And perhaps stick your finger in the other ear. Uh, to shut out the other, all the noise that was round about. And you could 
here ticking, couldn't you? You know, your, your ears were that sensitive. And even, the, you know, the most pre precision watches, you know, these super-duper Swiss watches, um, you could even hear those uh, if you held it up to your ear. And the Bible has some clear messages about the use of this sense in our bodies. And first of all, it encourages to, to listen to something even quieter than a precision watch. In 1 Kings chapter 19, we read the account, I'm sure you will know about it, of uh, when Elijah had just had the showdown on Mount Carmel with the prophets of Baal. You know, the, the people of, uh, of Israel were all sort of going astray, they were all worshipping other, other gods and uh, not knowing who to, who to really follow. And so Elijah said, right, we're going to have this contest. And uh, he encouraged the, the false prophets to make us a, a build an altar, put a sacrifice on it. And he did the same. And uh, he said, right, whoever's God sets fire to it. That's the true God. That's the one. <coughs> Sorry. That's the one that you need to, to follow. And so they did this. And... Uh, you know the story, the prophets of Baal were there all day, singing and dancing and jumping up and down. Uh, and Elijah was winding up all the more, uh, saying, come on, you need to shout louder, you need to do more about this. Um, but they failed. You know, nothing happened. The sacrifice was still there at the end of the day. And so at that time, Elijah prayed and uh, fire came down from heaven. And it burnt the sacrifice, and it was so intense that it burnt the altar as well. And so, you know, the people said, yeah, this is God. This is the one we will follow. And uh, we won't go into the details of, you know, how Elijah chased all the other prophets and did away with them uh, in unsavory manners. But God was put on the throne. He was the, the true God. He came through, and uh, he was the one that... Uh, showed his true colours. But, you know, after Elijah had done that, he ran away um, because the king, Ahab, told his wife, Jezebel, what had happened, and uh, Jezebel threatened to, uh, to kill him. And uh, he went off and uh, he ran away and he hid in a cave. And it's hard to imagine, isn't it, uh, how he'd, he'd just seen Almighty God, this this. This, this God with all this power that we've just mentioned, you know, this power that was unleashed on this sacrifice. Uh, Elijah had just seen that happening, and yet he ran away, and he was afraid of, of one woman. And uh, he went and hid in this cave. And while he was there, God came to him, and he said, uh, the presence of the Lord is going to come uh, and visit you here. And uh, as he was waiting... Uh, there was a great wind, there was an earthquake, and then there was a fire, a bit like our weather yesterday, wasn't it, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but in all those things, God's presence wasn't there. And then it says there was a gentle whisper. In the King James Version, uh, it says it was a, a still, small voice, you know, really soft in his ear. And uh, when Elijah heard that, heard what God had said to him, how he, the promises that he made to him, he was encouraged. And he went out and he did what God wanted him to do. 
He was pre prepared to listen to that still, still small voice. And, you know, often we expect God to to be in the big meetings, don't we? You know, the big loud meetings where there's lots going on. Perhaps where there's a great worship band, um, you know, and that, you've got that enthusiasm in the congregation and you think, well, yeah, God's going to speak through that. Or sometimes there's a well-known speaker. Uh, you think, yeah, I'll go and listen to that. God will, God will speak to me there. And he does. God, God uses all these things to, to speak to different ones in different ways. But, you know, I believe that most of the time, <clears throat> God wants to speak in that whisper, uh, in that still, small voice. He's not in all the, all the noise and the hubbub that's going on round about. Uh, and he wants to speak to us in that, that small voice, like holding the watch to our ear. You need to shut out all the other noise around about. Matthew 6, verse 6 says, uh, shut ourselves away from other things when we want to hear and talk to and listen to God. <clears throat> the King James Version says, go into a closet. We don't hear that word very often these days, do you? You know, go into a closet. Um, that's a, a small private room, somewhere where there's nothing else. You can shut yourself away, shut the door. Nobody else can come in. Uh, no distractions, no phone there, no computers. And that's great, isn't it? That's what we need to do when we want to listen to God, when we want to hear from God, is to shut everything else out, go somewhere quiet, uh, where there's nothing else round about to distract and uh, so that we can't hear what he's saying. Secondly, we're told to be careful what we hear. Uh, James, uh, James in, in his book, James, tells us to be quick to listen. And we do need to be quick. You know, we want to be alert to what God's saying to us. But there are some things that we, we shouldn't be taking notice of. We started this morning, I thought Simon was going was to pinch me, me, me sermon when he started this morning, saying about, you know, hearing, um, you know, things that are going on round about. There are things that we, we shouldn't be taking notice of. Uh, if we hear the voice of God, that is going to bless us. It is going to build us up. But hearing other voices are likely to bring us harm and to pull us down. I said sometimes if you listen to all the negative things that are going on, it just pulls you down, doesn't it? It depresses you. We want to hear the, the good things and the, the, the things that God's saying to us. Matthew 4.24 says, Consider carefully what you hear. Uh, there are plenty of voices around in the world today that are not good to listen to, aren't there? You know, you just go in the streets, go in the shops, uh, on the radio, the TV, on the buzzies. You know, just listen to the conversations that are around. You've got the multimedia uh, on the phones, and we, you know, all the, all the different uh, things on phones that I haven't got a clue about, don't understand, so it doesn't affect me. <laughs> Uh, but there are things that people are listening to on, the, on, the, on mobile phones and there's so much information or misinformation around that it's not good for us to hear it. Proverbs 11.13 says a gossip betrays a confidence. Now, don't listen to gossip about someone. Don't encourage it. You know, if someone is gossiping about someone else and they're saying things about somebody, then just think, what are they like to be saying about you? You know, so don't listen to it. Don't encourage people that want to talk about someone else. 
Ephesians 4:29 says, Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful in building people up, building others up. So don't, don't listen to folks that are running somebody else down. If they do, turn the conversation around to some good aspects in, in that person instead. Build people up. Don't pull them down. Uh, Dave Shields was good at that. You know, he'd always um, find something good about somebody. Um, you know, even if the majority of the time, you know, they weren't particularly good. So he said, you know, don't run others down. Don't, don't uh, pull people down, but listen to what they're saying and do something good. Listen to the good things about them. It says, don't listen to vulgar or rude talk. Again, you only need to walk up the streets, don't you? And you hear bad language. Or around the school gates, you know. And very often, it's from the children, you know, not the parents. Or as well as the parents. Uh, and it's, it's just there, isn't it? All the time, just walking around the, in, the, in the shops, in the buzzies. You've got uh, bad language or rude talk. In my, uh, in my working days, well, in my paid working days, <laughs> um, I used to work on building sites quite a bit. And uh, for some reason, the uh, vocabulary, I can't even say it, yeah. The talk on building sites <laughs> uh, seemed to have to contain expletives in every sentence. Uh, I don't know why, but that was just the, the culture on, on building sites. And you know, when you challenge people about it, uh, very often they didn't even understand what you were saying, what you were talking about. They didn't understand that the, you know, the words that we're using weren't good uh, and you were sort of made out to be the weird one because you didn't you didn't do the same and uh, and even now we've heard recently that the standards on uh, on children's books and children's tv children's films uh, they're allowing uh, bad language uh, because they say well it's normal Everybody does it. It's, it's just a normal thing. But you know, God says it's, it's not good. It's not good to have unwholesome talk coming out of our mouths. And we shouldn't encourage people or shouldn't be listening to people that use that sort of thing or do that sort of thing. So thirdly, who do we listen to then? Often we, uh, we hear people say that... Uh, Oh, God's, God's a bit of a killjoy. He, he doesn't want you to do this. He doesn't want you to do that. Um, he wants you to stop doing all the things that you, you know, you like doing. But you know, God never leaves us out on our own with nothing else. He doesn't say, don't do this or don't do that. But he says, don't do that, but do this instead. Um, when we're told not to listen to the voices of the world that will bring us down and corrupt us, God exhorts us to listen to those who will build us up. You know, he, he doesn't just say, well, don't listen to them. He says, listen to somebody that's got something good to say. Remember when Peter, James and John went with Jesus on, up onto the mountain uh, where Jesus was transfigured. It's in uh, Matthew 17. While Jesus was there and he was changed, 
we read that Moses and Elijah appeared with him. And uh, Peter says, well, this is great, you know. Let's build some, somewhere for them to live. Uh, he wanted to build shelters for them so that they, they could stay there. He thought how good it would be to have these men around. Uh, what good role models they'd be. The wisdom and the experience that uh, they'd got would surely be an asset to everybody. Uh, one was a great leader. Moses had led the people through the wilderness for 40 years. He'd sorted all the problems out. He'd listened to the moaning. He'd learned how to cope with people's problems. And uh, Elijah was so close to God. We already read, you know, how he, he spoke to God and, and God answered his prayer. And he was so close to God that he was taken to heaven without having to die. And so Peter thought, well, these are great guys. So, you know, they've got so much they could give to the people. And sometimes we do need to seek advice, don't we, from, from other people around us. We need good counsel. But, you know, when we do, we need to be sure that the people that we're going to are walking close with God. They've got a good relationship with God themselves. Make sure that the ones we seek advice from are, you know, are going to, to the one that's got the, the advice in the first place. In verse 5, the voice from heaven made it quite clear to Peter who should be listened to. It says, this is my son whom I love. Listen to him. And you know we can't do any better than that, can we? Although we can listen to other folks, we can't do better than listening to the one that's got all the answers. And finally, I told you I wouldn't be long. Finally, notice that we call this sense hearing, not listening. And there's a difference. As we've said, we hear lots of things. There's lots of things going on around us all the time, aren't there? Some good and some bad, as we've already mentioned. But it's what we listen to that makes the difference. What we listen to is what we act upon. Jesus said, who hears my word and believes will have eternal life. Or in other words, if you listen to me and take notice and do what I say, that will bring us into a good relationship with him. Amen. Let's just pray for a moment. Father, I do thank you that you are ever willing to speak to us. And Lord, very often the problem comes with us not listening. Father, I pray this morning that we will make that opportunity for you to speak to us, especially in those quiet times where we're alone with you. Lord, help us to shut away and shut out all the things that would uh, infiltrate into our minds and into our hearts that are not good, the things that are, are not good for us to listen to, the things that are, would lead us astray and would pull us down. Lord, I pray that you help us to really focus on you, to hear what you're saying moment by moment, even amongst all the noise that's around about, you can speak through the storm, you can speak through the earthquake and uh, help us to hear that still, small voice. And so, Lord, I pray this morning that as we uh, leave this place, you will go with every one of the folks that are here. We pray that, oh, pray that you will really bless them as we go from this place. We pray for those that have been prayed for again this morning. Lord, that they will hear the voice of the Almighty God speaking into their lives, that, Lord, what they've asked for, you will do and you, uh, you will accomplish it in them. And for others, Lord, as we've already mentioned, that uh, are in need, we pray that you continue to bless them. 
pray that those are, are, are on, the, on the mend. We pray that you continue to really help them to overcome the difficulties that they have. And so, Lord, as we part this morning, I just pray a real blessing upon these folks. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.